welcome to Flow with the Funk. My name is Michelle, aka Flo, aka the Funky Celebrant. I'm a multi-award winning independent family celebrant based in the east of England, but with a passport and permission from my nearest and dearest to travel anywhere my heart desires or your imagination can take us. This is a podcast aimed at anyone and everyone interested in love, ceremony and celebration. I don't care if you're half of or a whole couple looking for inspiration, friends, family or a supplier. This podcast is for you. My own thoughts and musings come to life as I dissect everything from what is a celebrant and how we can upscale a ceremony to how to assemble your perfect supplier squad for your amazing day. And of course, there's everything in between. And then there'll be interviews with whoever I can rope in for a natter. They may well be random, but I can guarantee they will be fun. I hope there's a little something here for everyone. Today I'm being joined by two stars of the alternative celebrant scene. Uh, we have Ellie Farrell from Alternative Ceremonies UK and Louisa Star from Stargazing Ceremonies. Hello ladies! Hello! <laughs> so I'm going to start with you Ellie just because your name starts with an E. <laughs> Tell me, who are you and where are you from? <laughs> uh, I'm Ellie Farrell, originally from the West Midlands. Yay! Big it up for the West Midlands. And now I live in Whitby, North Yorkshire. Cool, and Lou? Uh, well, my name is Louisa Starr and I am also from the West Midlands. Yay! <laughs> Yay! And uh, I'm based in York um, and I'm an independent celebrant there. Yeah, so I thought I'd start this podcast with the fact that uh, us three get together quite regularly and we are known as the Selly Witches. So this is my coven of witches and I thought, where else but getting three of us, all from the West Midlands area, in the same space, talking and seeing whose accent can change the most during the course of this conversation. <laughs> my money is on Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, ladies, thank you for joining me today. I wanted to talk to you about the alternative celebrant scene. Um, we know there's a lot of celebrants out there, um, but I see you two as being at the top of a, a very large mountain because your ceremonies are so unique and so different. I thought you two were the best people that I could start this, uh, you know, start my podcasting journey with. So, What's alternative about you? What do you do that's different to everybody else? Oh, there we go. Nice silence. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can go first on this one. <laughs> uh, well, alternative is always a bit of a strange word to try and define, I think, nowadays. Um, because obviously, what is alternative? What's different to the norm? What is the norm? It's quite hard to define. Uh, but in terms of me personally, with what I always try to do with my couples, with my ceremonies um, for weddings particularly, is always try and basically go that other route, basically, that is different to what everyone is probably expecting at a wedding, but something that is more related to the couple that is absolutely no one else's at all no one else's way of doing things no one else's characters no one else's beliefs just the couples and that's probably how you can sort of 
define the word alternative because they are alternative to the other couples. Um, but it is, a, it is a hard one to define these days. Um, and there's so many different rituals, symbolic ceremonies that are tied with the name alternative as well. Um, but for me, the idea and the method that I go with is basically always trying to find something different about the couple that we can use for a ceremony that is truly the definition of the two of them. And how do you gather that information? Is it from a questionnaire or is it just from conversations? How do you find out what is different about them? Uh, well, the first and best method is when we're able to is have a beer together um, which is the best way I always find of getting things out to people and that they probably would be unlikely to tell you and also that they are more comfortable then with telling you um, and basically trying to find a friendship with the couple as well so that you are not sitting there interviewing them as if they're on a panel show um, so they feel comfortable with you and then in that way they tell you all these stories and things about them that they probably wouldn't have told they definitely wouldn't tell a registrar and they probably wouldn't even tell some of their friends um, but from that then you can gather much more about the two of them and what and their family and their friends um, and what they're yeah what they're sort of looking for for a ceremony cool what about you Ellie? I work predominantly with couples who want something very similar situation completely unique as most celebrants offer a unique personalized service but these are couples who find a likeness in maybe it's the way i look maybe it's what i offer on my website maybe they're come to me because i've experienced a ceremony that i've led for somebody else or word of mouth so it's mainly couples who a lot of them will want their lifestyle choices incorporated into the ceremony such as couples from the goth community steampunk community people who are involved in live action role play, people who want medieval weddings, who like Old Norse ceremonies, and a lot of pagan couples, and those of mixed belief. So you could have pagans who are not part of another group of pagans, they're lone pagans as they are, and they just want something that refers back to their lifestyle and their choices and something that they believe in. So very similarly, we talk about the same thing, get to meet them, what they want and equally what they don't want. And the whole ceremony starts, and revolves around their story, what matters to them, what's important to them, what kind of theme they have. If they want any family members included, if they have a dog, a cat, a pet that they can include in the ceremony, we will find them a job. What's, what's the weirdest pet you've included a ferret ferret cool <laughs> i thought you were going to say snake i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> no it's quite ridiculous. a snake a ferret was a ring bearer um i did get asked quite a while ago in the very early days if bats could fly in the rings and the obvious answer is no because a bats are protected B, they are nocturnal, and C, you can't train a bat to fly. <laughs> well, I work with birds of prey, definitely, and other animals, dogs and cats predominantly. Yeah. Um, a rabbit. But yeah, the ferret was probably 
the weirdest one. And I wouldn't call it weird. It was just different to see a ferret wearing a bow tie. Walking down the aisle. I should be. Obviously, the wedding has now been postponed to next year. Um, but one of my couples have got their dog. You know, you know, the toy cars for kids. They've got somebody remote controlling this toy car up the aisle with the dog as ring bearer. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to see this happen. I think I need to, I, I never take my camera to, to a wedding. I'm thinking I need to take a camera to this wedding so I can stand at the front taking pictures going, yay. <laughs> oh, it's going to be awesome. How about you then, A guinea pig. A guinea pig was a ring bearer. Yep. Um, it, it was it was a bit easy because uh, a bit easy because uh, the guinea pig it was in his back garden the wedding was anyway right, okay. so he was just released from his uh, little pen to sort of I would say walk down the aisle but sort of like run around the garden a few times and, until he was caught and then the ring taken off around his neck but it was poignant because it was a very important pet to the couple Absolutely. and um, they yep yeah, and um, he'd been with them since they'd moved into their new house. So it was all a big adventure for them all. Yeah. I have had a parrot thinking about it. Right, right, way back at the beginning, one of my first ceremonies in a zoo, and we're out, we're outside, and they had their parrot there, which is pretty cool. Obviously in a cage, but yeah, that was pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> so, how long have you been working? I'll go with Ellie first. So as a celebrant, um, as a celebrant, I think I'm coming up to six and a half, probably seven years now. Yeah, and then uh, I've done five. Yet, yeah, just this coming yeah. up to my sixth. Yep. Okay, so you've both you've both been in it through the good and the bad times, and obviously we're all going through the bad times right now. So, what would you say as changed for you as celebrant since you first started in on this career path go with ellie first um it's changed in the way that couples are seeing ceremonies very much in the early days there was a lot of people that wanted the huge big weddings and they wanted it personal and unique obviously their way and they wanted something completely different and out there and now i do a lot more intimate weddings where there's just the couple, there aren't necessarily any other guests. And maybe my, obviously, as well, there is myself, otherwise <laughs> we'll be talking about it. So there's myself and sometimes there's a photographer, but it's really intimate and it's so many different places ranging from outdoors in woods to in hotels to a venue that they've just booked and hired just for them. That has changed a lot. Mm. Themes have definitely changed a lot. And... Um, Sorry, do you, do you think you're doing as many themed ceremonies or do you think that's kind of petering out a bit? It's definitely filtering out now from what it was. I was doing a lot more themed ceremonies, which people would see as a theme such as Game of Thrones or Vikings and medieval, but not so much a theme. I think now it seems to have just a touch. So it isn't a whole, as in the whole ceremony is themed that way. It's got little aspects to it. Hmm that is not as predominant for a theme as what it was. Mm -hmm. What about you, Lou? Well, more or less exactly what, what um, Ellie said. Um, but I think with the um, traditional 
funny phrase to use obviously whatever you want to define traditional as but the traditional elements of getting married and the wedding ceremony definitely what people are wanting to still and put into their ceremonies completely now um because i think the value of it is maybe a bit more recognized but i do think still that now people are looking at using a celebrant to do that as well they're knowing that you can use a celebrant to use the traditional elements you don't have to go with a traditional um, member of the clergy or a registrar so you can be adaptable and still have that unique touch to your ceremony but have those traditional elements put in as well hmm. so your dream ceremony your dream couple where would it be what kind of couple would they be and what would you want to be able to get away with i'm going to come to lou first on that one <laughs> well uh, of late usually uh, one that involves wearing a beard because uh, <laughs> <laughs> i quite enjoy wearing my beard it got it got used quite a lot last year and um, so i probably need a new one to be fair um but um uh, like you were saying michelle that you were due to do uh, a ceremony this year that was a bit uh, special i was due to do one last weekend that was um, um a medieval themed wedding um, and i was really excited to get into my fancy dress costume um of um my cloak and my uh, my long dress etc um because it was um a, a properly themed wedding and i was looking forward to being in a woodland etc in the and in, and it was going on to the evening so we were doing stuff i was doing extra work as well as the ceremony um but um yeah um I do like ceremonies where we have got a slight bit of angle, but at the same time, it's it's more importantly to me that it's what the couple want. Mm. Um, so if they do want to have that that extra bit of fun, but keeping a bit of tradition as well, as long as it is what we're following, what they want, what they want for their ceremony, and um, that's really the angle that I think is the way forward. But well, for all of us um, in general, indefinitely in the world of celebrants. And same question to you, Ellie. Well, I'm going to cop out on this one and say that I completely agree with Louisa. <laughs> <laughs> it is though, it's, it's what people want. I think any, for myself, any dream ceremony or what would be my perfect ceremony is always when it involves input from both parties involved within the ceremony. They're, you can see they're mad about each other. They are meant to be together. They want everything about them in that ceremony. And that's a real honour and a privilege to be that celebrant when you can certainly see and feel the connection between people in the room. They're meant to be together and you get such a privilege of being involved in their ceremony. That for me is my ideal ceremony. Hmm. It's just about the couple being together. It's about the love and the connection and them doing what they want to do, regardless of what expectation season that they should do. It's all about them, their hmm. day however they want to do it absolutely which i'm sure we'll all agree on yeah bit of a kind of like behind the scenes gossip question now and it's not about bridezillas or groomzillas have you ever come across um parents or grandparents who have been so disapproving of what their child is about to do that they've had words with you or you've had to 
have words with them prior to the ceremony to calm them down. <laughs> um, I've, I've not, I've had a, the most sort of common situation is that I've speak to couples and they always say, well, yeah, my mom's not sure about having a celebrant and my nan really has no idea what a celebrant is. She's mentioned a few things to us about, but the vicar needs to do this and the prayer needs to be, and this needs to be like this and these traditions need to be kept in. Um, and they have really worried, the couples have worried because their parents or uh, grandparents, whoever in the family has um, made them so worried. Um, and I've had, yeah, couples say, look, if my mom says something to you, you know, just be warned. But I've guaranteed that every single couple that has said that to me, the first people that come up to me at the end of the ceremony are the parents, are those grandparents that have had their doubts and say, that was just excellent. It was superb. It was exactly what my daughter wanted, what my son wanted, what they wanted. Mm. Um, and it was just right. It was just, just them. Um, and they are the ones that are usually the most surprised. Mm. I agree with that. But you do as well, don't you, Ellie? Definitely. It's yeah. all about them. It's what they yeah. want. But yeah. personally, I've never had it happen. Not once. Not one parent, not a grandparent, not anybody. Nobody has ever come up and said, not sure, or how's this going to be? There's always seems to be a lot of intrigue. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I once on the eve of a wedding ceremony had to rewrite part of the script because parents were present during the practice and didn't like something that was in the script ah. and it had to be changed okay. and this was i mean and i don't read out the whole of the script this was just part of the script that i needed to read out because i needed people to be in a certain place at a certain time of the ceremony um so i was reading this out and the, uh, the the poor bride got the look from the future mother-in-law <laughs> and I then spent half an hour rewriting that portion of the script. <laughs> yeah. So I now say, unless they need to be there, <laughs> shoo, but she did need to be there for part of the ceremony because they were doing a hand fasting. But yeah, it's, it's, it's an awkward one. And like you, I think I've had lots of people come up to me and say afterwards, well, we weren't sure, but that was absolutely brilliant. You know, we, we've never seen a celebrant in action. How long have you known the couple? Met them three times. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's like, yeah. like you say, you get to know them through the whole process, don't you? So I think I've had the most common sort of thing that you get as well is that they didn't realise what celebrants were. Yeah, and that's obviously great time for us to plug who we are <laughs> so when people come and say that because they just don't know what we are where we're that we're around basically so where do you two see the future of celebrant led weddings going do you think we will get the right to legally do it do you actually want to be able to legally marry people go to you first um ellie um Possibly I see that we will, possibly. And I'm saying possibly because if we follow other countries where it is, then possibly we may get the, the chance to do the legal weddings. Will I go for it at this moment in time? Uh, my answer is I'm not sure. 
it depends on if it ex is expected by clients if people come to me and say that then yes it's something i would have to look into but i've never i've been very lucky i've never had people come up and not realize that a celebrant ceremony is a wedding rather than a marriage mm. so i haven't had people come to me and say you know we can do this and we can do that. Everybody who comes to me is generally well aware that they have to go to the registration offices and just do the formal filling in of the paperwork, which is no time at all and it's done. And then they're free to have whatever ceremony they want, wherever they want and include whatever they want without somebody saying they can't do that and they can't say that and they can't listen to that. So if it was something that clients seem to be interested in, then it's something that I possibly would consider mm. I would be concerned on how it would make a difference to our business and what we would be allowed to say if we could say what we do and then just go to the legal part and everybody is aware that a legal part is just standard and everybody has to say that then we can find a way as we always do to make the ceremony flow mm. from one stage to another yeah so until it happens I'm not really sure mm -hmm. Hello? Yeah, same as um, same as what Ellie said. Really, uh, my main concern would be um, the restrictions that would be maybe placed on us with what we can and can't say in ceremonies. Um, at the moment, um, obviously, as an independent celebrant, I'm happy to put um, elements of spiritual or religion, uh, religious beliefs in that obviously are personal to the couple. But obviously. Um, it might change, who knows, with restrictions that might be brought in with the legal side of things. Um, and that would change the way that I would work as a celebrant. Um, so if, and if that's the case, then I'd have to review my, my circumstances, to be honest. Mm. Um, elements like that, I mean... I mean, I'll, you know me, sometimes I'll be swearing in a ceremony if that's what the, <laughs> the couple was, and drinking pints of beer um, and doing shots of Jager bombs and all that sort of thing, which um, I'm not sure <laughs> the laws of this country might be proof of if I'm signing <laughs> as well. Uh, but anyway, um, so yeah, elements like that would have a massive reflection on how my uh, style would be interpreted and be able to be practised yeah yeah no, that's cool well is there what, do think, that... what do you think Viz? what what do you think what's your perception of it my perception what's your perception How i think it... i think it's coming i think that we will have the um the powers to legally marry people and because i i sit on the 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 wedding commission um for the FPC who, who I trained with um, I can see some of the things that are going on behind the scenes and it, it, it will come and I think we do definitely have people fighting our corner to allow celebrants of all styles not just humanists to conduct legal ceremonies if they want you won't be forced to do it but if you want um, I think it will come and like you both it will me personally doing it would very much depend on how many restrictions there are if it's just a question as in the registrar's office they have to say two sentences to each other in front of witnesses and sign a document if that's all we've got to do to make it legal 
but we can still put everything else in i'm down with it because like you say we can we can either do that as part of the ceremony or just before the ceremony or towards the end of the ceremony so for now it's flowed but you know it's, it's how everybody interprets it interprets it and and does it but i think it's going to come and i think it's going to make such a difference for our couples and our families that they can have the ceremony they want how and when they want it and if somebody wants to do it quietly in their own small back garden with their immediate family they can if somebody wants the stately home they can if somebody wants the castle or you know on the beach it's us that's licensed not the venue and i think that's the way it's got to go and on that note <laughs> watch this space yeah thank you very much michelle yeah thank you so just as your parting shots um we know who you are how do people find you if we go with you first lou if somebody wants to uh drink jaeger bombs and watch you wear prancing around in the beard how do they contact you uh, well, for those activities, usually in a pub, but um, otherwise, if they want to find me to discuss wedding ceremonies, uh, then my website is www.stargazingceremonies.com um, and all my details is on that. And also I am on Instagram under Stargazing and Facebook under Stargazing Ceremonies, as well as Pinterest and Twitter. Okay, and just to uh, let everybody know that when they're looking for stargazing, it's actually S T A double R, not one. Oh, yeah, yes, there you go. And Ellie, what about you? If people want to have the whole hand fasting goth experience in Whitby, how do they contact you? If they want the goth experience, they're looking at gothicceremonies.com, and if they're looking for anything hand fasting, pagan related, Norse Viking, retro tattoo convention anything else it's alternativeceremoniesuk.com and celebrant at instagram and alternative ceremonies on facebook and uh, i think it's alt celebrant on twitter as well but you'll find me yeah you two you were two you two are so unique and so recognizable uh, it's kind of like yeah people it, will find you that's what it is it's it's like, is it is it's <laughs> Peaky blinders weddings, that's all I'm saying. So, <laughs> I still, I'm still to have one of those. <laughs> well, if you want one and you want to do your renewal and vows as well, then Peaky Blinders style, give me a shout, Michelle. <laughs> you know, I'm all about Harry Potter. Sorry, <laughs> I'm like the Harry Potter. Yeah, like that. <laughs> I'll wear a beard. <laughs> <laughs> <Very awful. laughs> we'll be competing because I'm Dumbledore. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh dear, <laughs> best of the bearded women. However, I'm quite up for having a Quidditch match part part way through the ceremony. So yeah, we'll go for that. <laughs> that sounds really good. Done. Done. <laughs> That'd be cool. Well, thank you, ladies, for joining me. It's very nice chatting with you, and hopefully, uh, people know where to find you, and we can all catch up again soon. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. As they say in the Midlands, tra. Oh man, I I love talking to those pair. Uh, it's always an event when we catch up on Zoom. Anyway, 
I hope you enjoyed listening too and details on how you can find their websites will be in the notes that accompany this podcast. I hope you can join me again soon. Take care.